Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of Is Joe Biden really the president? Hi, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, for this is the path of Socrates. My friends, it would seem as though since January we've had a new president in the United States, Joseph Biden. And what I'm about to say might totally surprise some of you. Maybe you think I'm crazy or whatever, but listen to me first, right? One of my characteristics is that I tend to think like a detective. I don't know, maybe because I'm Scorpio, whatever. I've never worked as a detective, but I tend to think like one. That is, I look for clues of things if they present themselves to me. You can't force the issue either. I want to just tell you two things, and this is almost simply an experiment and an analysis. There are many more things I could say here about this issue, believe me, many, many more things. But this is a display of how I think things through. Based on certain evidence, I'm going to give you two pieces of evidence for this now. Now, you know the situation we're in more or less. There's Joe Biden in the White House seemingly messing up a whole lot of things. You do know that we were close to World War III, getting perilously close twice since January. I mean, you think about that. Maybe you weren't following that. The situation with Russia and Ukraine, where Ukraine was trying to pull NATO on its side to fight against Russia. Russia starting to threat, uh, threaten with nukes. Did you pick that up? If not, then you, maybe you should spend less time, I don't know, playing tennis or whatever, and actually look for a variety of news sources, I'll say. Then, of course, when China was threatening Taiwan, when having planes fly over Taiwan and such things, this was, what, about six weeks ago, I believe, and Biden actually said, we will defend Taiwan, which is kind of interesting considering that China has his son Hunter in their back pocket because of all the corruption went on there. Look into it for yourself, all the deals he made in China. And Joe Biden is almost certainly involved, but there he was threatening communist China. We will defend Taiwan. You know what that's like? That's like going into a, a, a Spanish bullring where the bull's running around and pulling out a red cape and, you know, here you go, here, here, Taiwan, look here, Taiwan. <laughs> the Red Chinese do not like anybody to even recognize Taiwan. And to say, we're going to defend Taiwan, I was thinking, does Biden have total Alzheimer's? What was he thinking? But let me tell you, my friends, what we're seeing today in so many areas is not what it seems to be. You ever see the movie, The Truman Show? <laughs> well, it goes a little bit in that direction. It is not what it seems to be. Why a U.S. president would come out and say, in no uncertain terms, we're going to defend Taiwan, and that's speaking out against red China. Remember, the big enemy for the Democrats was never China. It was Russia, 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 Putin. And I've been saying for years, Putin is our natural ally. Russia, I'm not talking about Soviet Union. Did you know that Putin is not a communist, like an old Chinese communist, that he's always been a practicing Orthodox Christian. Did you know that? Well, CNN won't tell you that. 
they just say Russia, 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 bad, 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 just like Trump, bad, bad, bad. Well, you know, when people talk like that, and basically that's what they're doing, when they never show the other side, when they don't tell you the truth, when they don't mention that Putin had thousands of Christian churches rebuilt in Russia, that sort of doesn't sound like an evil atheist to me. Besides which, I don't think all atheists are evil. Some of my friends are atheists, and years ago I used to be one myself, so, you know, I'm not prejudiced here against atheists necessarily. In any case, that a democratic president whose son was making all those lucrative deals in China would say, we're going to defend Taiwan. I was thinking, what the devil's going on here? Uh, but that could have led to World War III, right? And this is only in four months. Besides that, we have the huge fiasco at the border, thousands and thousands of pouring across and some, no doubt, well, drugs and drug cartels doing whatever they want made Biden look pretty bad too. Did you notice how many things were done? The very first day he signed, what, over 20 executive orders? That's like Adolf Hitler. The first thing he does when he sits down at his desk on the first day in office is starting signing executive orders, bypassing Congress. I forget the, forget the, the normal process of making laws. Here, executive order one, executive order two. Uh, they were handing it to him one after the other. At one point he said, I don't know what I'm signing here. Do you see that little video? They didn't put that on CNN either. <laughs> I saw it though. He, at one point he's there saying under his breath, like, well, I don't know what I'm signing here. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> How could anybody think all of this is serious? If I had been an advisor of Biden, because I can think like any side, not just the others, I can think like any side. That's one of my areas of expertise. If I were a strategist for the Democratic Party, once Biden, I'll put this in quotes, got into office, I would say, okay, Mr. President, the first month you only talk about calming things down, unifying the country. You might say, well, why? We have to get our leftist agenda. Well, Biden was never all that leftist anyway. Look, his, one of his good friends was a Ku Klux Klan leader, Senator Byrd, remember that story, where Kamala Harris mentioned it and said he was total racist and misogynist and everything. But then she accepts to be his vice president. Where I come from, we call it hypocrisy, but okay, won't get into Kamala Harris now. You could say, well, that's just politics. Yeah, I could say, yeah, that's just lack of integrity, which is almost a synonym for politics these days. And oh, believe me, there's much more about that that's going to come forth. The crookedness of politicians on both sides of the aisle, you just wait. You can later call me a prophet and praise me as a great psychic for knowing these things, but no, it's not that. It's not that. The signs are all there. As a matter of fact, Vladimir Putin that I mentioned before, uh, in one of his interviews with Oliver Stone in some book that was published, I think, in 2015, he says, if you want to know what's going on in the world, you don't need necessarily inside sources and all of that. Just read the news from different angles, from many different places, what these are saying, what those are saying, and if you piece it together, you can get a pretty good idea. Well, you know, Vladimir Putin was right about that. It really does work that way. One of the malaises, that one of the sicknesses, mental illnesses of our time is that people look to one source. They look to CNN, they look to Fox News or whatever, or they look to some kind of fringe site that could be telling the truth, could be telling lies, and that's my source. No, that's not the way it should be. Listen to what all are saying and piece it together. Think like a detective. So now let's continue with this. Biden comes into office. He immediately signs a bunch of executive orders. What's the result? The right is totally criticizing. What, he wants to be a dictator? More executive orders than, ever, than any president before in history? That's not a good start. Then the border thing, where he names Kamala Harris as the delegate or whatever you call it, the representative for the government for the border thing. And for weeks, they didn't even go there. 
I mean, that looks pretty bad, doesn't it? Uh, other things like, okay, tripping up the steps, that doesn't make him look good. But, you know, with that, I thought things can happen. I know the guy is almost 80 years old. It's very obvious that he has Alzheimer's in part. I mean, the signs are all there. And I think even a lot of Democrats know that. Insiders, the Democrats say they worry about it all, all the time because it's so obvious. There are a lot of fools that don't believe it. But how many people, how many people do you know that are enthusiastic about Biden? I don't mean about some leftist agenda, progressive agenda. No, there are people enthusiastic about that, even enthusiastic BLM or Antifa people. No, how many do you know that are really enthusiastic about Biden? They just love Joe Biden, everything. Uh, where are they? After all, he got 80 million votes, didn't he? Well, that's what we've been told. Uh, I don't believe that for an instant. I didn't, I didn't believe it the day after election either. I predicted in the summer, if Joe Biden wins, it's only because of massive fraud, because somebody that was that unpopular, attracting as few as 12 people to his rallies, such a person could never win an election. For me, that was clear, but apparently my mind is clearer than the minds of a great majority of people. I don't know what it is. But let's see if this guy is really the president. Now, if you were the advisor of Biden, I'd started that train of thought before, would you tell him, yes, do everything to get the other side as mad as possible from the very beginning and do everything as badly as possible? Handle, handle the border situation really terribly. When in Texas, for example, when they don't have enough electricity, then, then you should insist that they just use the, those windmills they have there and you can't import electricity from another state. In other words, get the Texans really mad, even the point where people die. Uh, uh, yeah, don't take clear stances on a whole lot of things. Have the Democratic Party say one thing after the other to just divide the country more. Is that what you would advise? I wouldn't. If I were a clever Democratic strategist, and there are clever Democratic strategists, I would say, Mr. President, don't sign a bunch of executive orders. No, wait on that. What you should do is give some speeches, talk about unifying the country, present yourself as a moderate. Sure, AOC and her gang might start criticizing you. Let them squawk as much as they want because they don't represent the majority uh, of the people. First of all, the majority that voted for Trump, and I'll say that clearly, Democratic strategists, they know the election was stolen. That's why not a single one and not a single Democrat says, hey, we're going to prove to you there was an election fraud. Let's do the audit together. We'll have our experts there. You have your experts there. From the very beginning, why did you say, yes, let's do the audits. Then we can prove there was no fraud. Why didn't they say that? Well, because they know there was fraud. If you haven't seen that, read the Navarro report for a start. And don't be so superficial. Look into the things. But if I were a Democratic strategist, I'm thinking like one now, I would have known there was election fraud. And whether or not there was, I say, Mr. President, the country is totally divided. I'd say to President Biden. It's totally divided. You spend your first month or even two or three calming things down. You talk to the people on occasion, little videos. I know you can't talk for an hour, especially not spontaneously because you lose your train of thought and because you mess up a lot of words and because, because your Alzheimer's is showing. Sorry, I have to say it, Mr. President, but I'm your strategist here. Let's put the cards on the table. So what you should be doing is speaking words of peace and reconciliation because by doing that, the Trump voters that aren't fanatical Trump voters, they just preferred Trump to you and might have good reasons for doing so, they can be swayed to our side, to the Democratic side, to the Biden side. Because then they'll say, oh, look, Biden isn't so extremist after all. He is kind of middle of the road. Spend the first few months calming down the country. But no, instead, if you look at 
what's happened since the 20th of January, one crisis or a near crisis after the other, after the other, after the other. Now I ask you, my friends, what is the probability that somebody comes into office, and it's never just the president, it's all these advisors, highly intelligent people, what's the probability that a president could be so absolutely bad and bring us closer and closer even to World War III twice in a few months, what's the probability that would happen just naturally? Well, it's, <laughs> it's a very small probability, I would say. It's highly unlikely. Even if the president is an old fool with Alzheimer's, and I won't call, call him an old fool, I will say he has Alzheimer's. Even if the president is such a, a person, he has intelligent people around him, he has good advisors around him, he's going to try to do things that will make his presidency look more legitimate, won't he? He will spend maybe even six months speaking words of peace, of harmony, of unifying the country. Yes, maybe pick one theme, like maybe the gun control issue, for example, or maybe something else, maybe concentrate more on the vaccine. And even they're saying, well, yes, we have the vaccines, get vaccinated. And I hate to say it because, you know, I had my troubles with Trump, but thanks to Operation Warp Speed, thanks to President Donald Trump, we got the vaccine so quickly because that would then reconcile a lot of people to the right. Think, oh, well, he is a nice guy, this Biden. You know, maybe I should have voted for him. That's what I would tell Biden to do as a strategist. I'd say, okay, now after a few months, then we start. First gun control, packing the Supreme Court, maybe getting rid of the Electoral College, having open border, legalizing a lot of immigrants, right? Doing all these controversial things, but not talking about all these things within a few months. This is a sign, my friends. Now, now comes something that might really shock you. And I never say 100%. I'm on the path of Socrates, as you know, and Socrates was not a fanatic. He could not be a fanatic because of the way he thought. You'll never hear a fanatic saying, well, yes, I think I'm right, but you know, I could be wrong. A fanatic never says that. I don't care whether it's a religious fanatic, uh, a Nazi fanatic, a communist fanatic. Fanatics are always right. You want to find some fanatics? Hey, you don't have to. I don't know, go to, some, go to Cuba to find some communists or whatever. No, just go to Facebook. You'll find fanatics of all sorts there. I don't know how many times in discussions I had to remind people, hey, uh, talking as though you're 100% sure, that's a sign of fanaticism. It really is. I'll give a talk only about that topic uh, sometime in the relatively near future. I never say I'm 100% right. I might say I feel I'm 99.999% right based on all the evidence, based on reasoning, etc. And sometimes I say, well, I think I'm probably 70% sure. For this, uh, I'll give you my percentages there. I think this is a good technique, by the way. When you're debating with somebody and you have one opinion, they have the opposite opinion. Say, okay, how probable do you think it is that you are right, probability-wise? If they say 100%, tell them you're a fanatic. I never say 100%. If I do, I correct myself. Nope, 99.999, but never 100% because we could always be wrong. And fanatics never accept that uh, possibility, which is proof that they're fanatics, isn't it now, right? So the probability that an incoming president would do so many dumb things, do so many things where he looks bad, where his administration looks bad, look even to the cabinet choices. That Rachel, whatever 
his, her name is, I don't know if I had the operation yet, I don't know, maybe I should say it, I don't know. No disrespect intended, we say it about the universe, and that's much greater than any one of us, it includes us, right? But this, uh, this uh, being, anybody looks at that person and thinks, is this a, a circus freak or what? Oh, I know there's some men that want to be women and women want to be men and all of that. But you know, <laughs> when you just become president at a time when the population is more divided than at any time since the Vietnam War. And I think more divided even than I remember that period. I was born in 1955. I remember the time of the Vietnam War. I think the population is more divided even than at that time. Is it really a good time to put somebody as an assistant secretary, I think, of health? Somebody is going to be visible. Somebody is going to go through the press then. Somebody that looks like that, is that really a good idea? Do you know what I mean? Is it really a good idea to say things, I uh, forget the exact quote, but yeah, yeah, we're going to get some more, you know, people of color in, in, this, in this department, that department. You know, uh, if you wanted a heart operation because you're really sick and you could die, would you look for a surgeon based on the color of his or her skin? I, I know I sure wouldn't. Are you a total fool or what? And now we're talking about people that are going to be running the country. It's not about the life of one person here. When we talk about the entire cabinet that advises the president, does things in there, you know, lives are at stake. Even if you're transportation secretary, well, depending on what highways you build and the, the safety procedures, everything, even that could mean human lives, right? So do you really want to select people based on just if they're black or Hispanic or, you know, blonde hair, blue-skinned, blue whatever? You'd have to be a total idiot to think like that. Uh, unless, of course, maybe you're a communist and you just want to divide the country even more. Oh, that's really an interesting thought. I won't go off on that tangent at the moment. See if you're capable of doing it yourself. In other words, if you enter the office of president of the United States at a time where the country is more divided than ever before, your primary task is somehow uniting at least more of the country, calming things down. But if everything you do from making comments like, yeah, we need more pe people of color in the administration. And you know the other side's going to get mad about that. Not because they're racist. I never hear people from, say, from, from this, the right side criticizing Ben Carson and he's black. I, I, hear, I hear them praising Judge Clarence Thomas and he's black. I don't hear so many. Yeah, there are a few racists there, just like they're fanatics on the left too. But that's a small minority. So why are you going to kind of rub it in, oh yes, we need more color, more diversity here, da da da. That's just going to get more people mad. Why do you take decisions, like the, the border situation, instead of saying, okay, we're going to, first of all, let things go on like, like Trump had it, keep the borders protected until we finally decide how we're going to do this with more immigration. Do it in a wise way. Why all of a sudden, the thousands of immigrants pouring across and, and drug cartels installing themselves on our side of the border, why would you let that happen? Why would all of these things be happening? You, you see my point here. I want you to really understand the point. I think probabilistically. I calculate probabilities. I was doing some experiments at a casino many years ago. Well, for certain purposes, I was exploring the subject of luck and what it really is. Only I, I'm not a gambler by nature. But whenever I went to a casino table, I'd know the probability of winning and of losing. And of course, it's always in favor of the house. That's obvious. Something like a single zero roulette. Okay, you have like 48, I think 48.6% probability of winning. With a clever strategy, you can normally come out ahead. But sooner or later, if you keep playing, you're going to end up losing. I calculate probabilities. 
for me, the probability that an incoming administration, that is a leftist administration, and the leftists were very clever in 2020, I won't go into all of that now, but oh boy, they were clever there, to the point where they actually, I'll put this in quotes, won the election, right? They were very clever there. Well, we'll see how clever they were in the end. <laughs> uh, that's all. <laughs> there are all the features to come in the not-so-distant future, my friends. You'll see what I mean there. Call me psychic then when it happens. You'll see what I mean. But if I were a member of the left and once again a Biden strategist, I would tell him not to do practically anything he's done until now. One thing maybe, maybe one subject. I don't know whether it be the gun control, packing Supreme Court's not so good. I, I don't know. I would say in general, don't do anything really big. Just speak words of peace, of reconciliation, of bringing the different sides together. Then have some secret meetings with, with creatures like AOC. Did I say creatures? Uh, and AOC, what is that, an obnoxious creature? Oh, no, it's Alexandria Ocasio. Yeah, sorry. Well, I'm, I'm old. I'm 65. Sometimes I get a little confused, right? Look at, look at our president. I mean, would you want Joe Biden to be running your shop if you had a shop? Would you be wanting him to take care of your kids if you had kids when you went out to see the movies? Would you really trust him to do the right thing? You know, like if one of them gets severe asthma to, to remember that the number is 911 you have to call, would you really do that? Uh, I won't even get into the possible child molestation aspect. I didn't want to insinuate that, at least not in this. So I don't have any evidence that Joe Biden is a child molester. His son Hunter, well, yeah, that's, a, that's another question. But anyway, not to speak of Mike Pence. Hey, if you want to hear something a little funny and really weird, uh, look up my podcast uh, dealing with Mike Pence and how, according to Lyd Wood, he's a murderous satanic pedophile. Boy, that is a weird accusation. That is a weird accusation. Sorry, Linwood, but it's a weird accusation. Listen to my podcast there. In any case, once again, if you're a strategist of the left, wouldn't you tell Biden to, do, to be the moderate that many people on the left that voted for him thought that he really was? To try to unite people, have secret meetings with AOC and such people saying, look, I know that the agenda is, is very progressive. We have to be patient yet. The time isn't right here. Wouldn't you do that? Instead, if you look, it looks like he's doing one dumb thing after the other, one failed policy after the other. Israel, remember under Trump, he even had that, that uh, agreement that, that Saudi Arabia was going to recognize Israel, these other countries, everything was going in direction of peace, and now it's going more more direction, war than, than in decades, practically. Isn't that a little strange, once again? What's the probability that a president can be such a bad leader that so many terrible things are happening in such a short time. And I'll tell you, the probability is very small. Very small. Keep that in mind when I mention something else here. And purposely, I'm going to limit myself to only two things to think about. I could mention many more, believe me. But just two. First of all, that the low probability that a president could be so bad in such a short time and his administration. It seems like they're doing everything wrong, uh, almost war between Russia and Ukraine, and, uh, and he doing really nothing to make the situation any better. And then Taiwan and China, I mentioned that before. And then to things totally explode in Israel, and then the border crisis, and then the pipeline, you're paying the ransomware. Whether, oh, I personally don't think that was some hacker somewhere in a basement in Russia or wherever, and just, you know, ransomware thing. No, no, no. You know that many places are being hacked, especially many Medi big medical centers, hmm, as if somebody's looking for evidence. 
maybe evidence concerning this COVID thing and possible lies being told to people. That's just an idea I'll put out there for now, right? But it's really funny. Suddenly all the hackers are, want to get into all the medical databases. Isn't that interesting? And amazingly, they're managing to do it as if they're really, really good hackers. I mean, really, really good hackers. No, no, no. I mean, military intelligence grade hackers. Does that clue get you thinking, get those gears turning in your mind, what might really be going on there? In any case, <laughs> Once again, the probability that a president's administration could be so bad in so little time and get the country in so much deep hot water is very low. And now one more thing, and this is a little tale. You, you'll probably be hearing this for the first time because nobody, especially not on CNN, of course, but nobody on, on the right side, I mean here the politically right side, not the correct side, because personally these terms left and right should no longer be valid. Listen to my podcast about left and right, I forget the full title, look it up there and you'll see. Uh, I see I, I live outside of any box. I'm not in the leftist box, the rightist box, I, I live in my apartment and it's not, the boxes are outside there somewhere, I'm not in any mental box, right? Maybe you saw on Fox News, because they certainly wouldn't put it on MSNBC or CNN, the interview that Hannity did with President Trump. And you can still call him President, uh, well, because we, all, we say President Carter. He's a past president too, right? Uh, for for <laughs> President Trump, there might be more than one reason to call him President Trump. I'll get to that in a minute. Towards the end of that interview, Hannity asked, Mr. President, are you considering running in 2024? Did you see that interview? Look up this part. And Trump says something effective, well, yes, that's a possibility. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'll look into the, the legality of it and da, 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 da. And Hannity goes on to other things. I, I almost fell off my chair. I thought, he has to look into the legality of it? <laughs> Nobody seems to have noticed this. Nobody in the pro-Trump side and, uh, or any side. It seems like nobody noticed this. Think about it again. Here's a person who is president apparently, one time. You know, according to the Constitution, it was changed after FDR, who ran four times. The fourth time, he only lived like, what, a couple of months or whatever. He should not have run the fourth time, but he insisted on doing so. And then politicians agreed, I guess on both sides of the aisle, hey, four times for one president. No, let's limit it to two terms. So Trump will be limited to two terms, right? And we all know he had one term. You know, the, the left is thinking, well, thank God he only had one term. The right is thinking, well, damn, why couldn't he have a second term, right? But there he's saying, and he said this almost under his breath. He didn't accent this point. But he said, yes, I'm, I would consider that. have to look in the, into the legality of it. And once again, I almost fell off much legality. There's no legal reason why he could not run for president again in 2024. Of course, the Democrats want to try to pin something on him. And then, you know, if he's a convicted felon, there would be a legal reason. That's why they're trying to do this, because they don't want him to run again, because they know he can run again. But there's no legal reason now why he can't run for president. So why would he have to look into the legality of it? Oh, look. See, this is where Sherlock Holmes, it's like Sherlock Holmes goes to the scene of a crime. And the police is looking around for things. And he notices one little hair on the floor. And he says, look at this hair on the floor. Here's a well, Mr. Holmes, a lot of different hairs. Well, no, but this comes from, from a German shepherd of a certain breed that's only bred in another country. And uh, uh, you, know, you know what I mean, right? He looks, he sees one little clue that nobody else notices. And he thinks, this is very unusual. 
And this has a significance much greater than any of the other people in the scene. Watson and the policeman, much greater, right? Well, thinking like a Sherlock Holmes here, why would President, if you will, ex-President Trump, say he has to look into the legality of running again? The only reason I can think of is because he's already in his second term. I'll repeat that. He has to look into the legality of it because he's already in his second term. That is, those rumors that have been going around from insiders, Donald J. Trump was most likely inaugurated before Biden was, and he's already in his second term. But he's a shadow president, in a sense. Not that he's supporting Biden in that way. That's the only reason I can think of why he'd have to look into the legality of it. Why would he have to look into the legality if he only have two terms? And if he is in the second term, you might ask. Well, I'll tell you that too. Because of the extremely extreme circumstances, because he cannot officially be openly the president, that could be questioned whether he shouldn't have the right to have a third normal term. Then he'd have to look in the legality of it. You see what I mean? In other words, going over this, if he was only president one time, there's no reason why he has to look in the legality of running again. If he's secretly still the president, then there would be a reason. In other words, this is a clue that he is secretly still the president. That's why the title of this podcast is, Is Joe Biden Really The President? You notice how I put that in capitals. Is he really the president? There are two theories about this. Oh, I know what you might say. Oh, this sounds like conspiracy theory. Don't be a fool. Please don't be a fool. Listen to my very first podcast on this mania that's, that's gripped the left and the right that equates conspiracy theory with weird tinfoil hat kind of stuff. You know, theories exist. They exist in science all the time. Conspiracies exist as well. And there's nothing wrong with having a conspiracy theory. Now, yes, there's some unfounded conspiracy theories. There are conspiracy theories for which there is no evidence whatsoever. There are absolutely insane conspiracy theories. But to think that a conspiracy theory means, oh, oh no, no, what I'm saying is not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's, it's totally based on evidence. If it's based on evidence and it's conspiracy theory, that's perfectly legitimate. Listen to my first podcast on that subject. So, once again, I deal with probabilities, not with certainties. If you believe that you know something 100%, well, maybe if it's 2 plus 2 plus 4, eh, maybe if you're pretty close to 100% there, I'd say. And other things, if you think in politics you know 100%, you're a fool and you're a fanatic and or fanatic. Sorry I had to be so clear, but, I, <laughs> but that's the way it is, right? So about this now, there are two possibilities I see. Well, we could say three possibilities. One, Joe Biden is the president. There is no other president. It's Joe Biden. But once again, these two facts that Joe Biden has seems to have been, in these months, the worst president in U.S. history, doing all the one stupid thing after the other, getting us almost into World War III. The world's exploding all over the place. Things are going so terribly. The gas prices are almost doubling. Other things have more than doubled inflation. I mean, all this in a few months? Come on now. That's highly improbable that anybody, any administration would be so terrible. Two possibilities. Joe Biden is a president and Donald J. Trump is still a president. One has been accepted by a Congress that is crooked. 
and by Supreme Court that is crooked or they've been bribed or they've been blackmailed. But the military has recognized Donald J. Trump. So there were two inaugurations, really. That's one possibility. I would, I guess, first of all, that Biden is the, the lone president now. I give that a 1% at the most. It's a 1%. Now, I'm sure I've read more about these things than you have, depending on who we're talking to. Maybe I haven't. Look at the executive order Trump signed from the 12th of September, 2018. You'll find it there. There's a site with executive orders. It was signed the 12th of September, 2018. I forget the number of executive order. Read what it says there exactly, exactly very carefully. I read it last year sometime. Read that and then think, and then you'll maybe see what I mean. One possibility is Biden is accepted by the Congress, Supreme Court, and many Americans as the president. And the military is really supporting Trump, and he's the second president. But in a sense, he's the real president, as will be shown when the election fraud has been totally proven. The military has the evidence. Believe me, they have the evidence to that. It's a question of time before they release the big hammers, uh, and, and then we'll see. I predict now, in one year, one year from now, Biden is not president, and Kamala Harris is not president. I'll predict that right now. If in a year I'm wrong, please remind me of it. I'll say, hey, look, I was wrong. But then I'll probably be saying, well, if he's still president now, or if Harris is still, it, it becomes president and is still president, then it'll be only a few months more. I say within one year and even less time than that, these people are not going to be in office. Things will drastically change. I wouldn't say 100%. I never say that anyway. I wouldn't even say 99% is going to be Trump. The military could could uh, have somebody else. Maybe Trump will say he doesn't want to do it. I don't see that as being so likely, though, because many people are going to want Trump, and many people in the world even are going to want Trump, believe it or not. You'll see what's going to happen. In any case, it could be that there are two presidents now. It could also be that Trump is the, the sole president. And you say, well, how's that possible? Biden was inaugurated, etc. Let me tell you, my friends, I believe we were close to civil war in January. Remember all that talk that the military is going to step in and they're going to arrest Biden and everything? I think that would have been civil war. I think in order to avert civil war, I think it's even probable that the alliance, that would be the military, that would be Trump, that would be those who are fighting the deep state, talked to people like Biden and said, look, this is the way it is. We know you're a traitor, but you're going to play a role. You're going to play the role of president and you're going to do things as badly as possible. We're going to tell you what to do. We're going to tell you what to do. And the world's going to be on the brink of World War III a few times in the next months. Now, why would the good side, the, uh, what I call the alliance, why would they do that? Because I think that they have seen it as their task to convince more people of the evil that was upon America. We were close to being taken over by the Chinese Communist Party. If you don't believe me, when Facebook yesterday posted something by a Chinese a gentleman who is in a, a communist think tank in China saying how great it is that we practically uh, we've practically almost taken over America that we've gotten you know people on our side in power basically and uh, and we got rid of Trump etc they're bragging about that there and I think the alliance saw that uh, COVID that's related as well it was all about getting rid of Trump oh you don't have to agree with me now you'll see in the future but as for, is Joe Biden really the president? 
I personally would give that a 1% probability that he's one of two presidents. Uh, well, okay, I'll give it a 2% probability only because 98% can easily be divided in two parts, right? So I give 49% probability that we have two presidents now and 49% we only have one and that is Donald J. Trump, but it can't be announced yet. And the irony here is that would probably never be announced because then they would have to admit. And remember, I'm sworn to looking for the truth. I don't care if I tell things that are true that the left doesn't like or that the right doesn't like. I don't care. I'm just looking for the truth as I see it. And my conclusions, I always consider them temporary until more evidence comes in, right? I'm not a fanatic. I'm as close to the anti-fanatic as you will ever meet in your life. Let me tell you that. So... If indeed Donald Trump is the only president now, and all of this is seeing the terrible Biden administration, all these things, well, if that's just to show, they could never admit it. I mean, the military might step in and say, yes, we have proof of election fraud, so Mr. Trump, you're now president again. And Trump will say, graciously accept. Maybe saying things like, well, I wasn't really expecting this, and of course he knew it all along. <laughs> uh, but he's not gonna say, yeah, the truth is, people, that I was president all along, this Biden thing, but we set that whole show up just to sway more people to the, to, to the good side, just to make people aware of how terrible it would be if we swing too much towards the left. He can't say that. His own followers will say, what, you left us in suspense and you let the country go with the dogs uh, just to convince more people to... He couldn't say that. So what I'm telling you now, if that's the case, if he's really the only president and if all the rest was a show, uh, look forward to reading about it maybe, I don't know, five, ten years from now, maybe 20 years from now, when historians write about it. Uh, that they would tell the people that it's possible, but it's not going to be anytime soon, I don't think. If it's a dual presidency, we'll learn more about that probably. But that Joe Biden is the president, I'll tell you now, I don't believe it. And no, I'm not going to swear, I'm not going to say 100%, but I don't believe it. And just based on those two types of evidence, the one, the high improbability that any administration could do so many dumb things and lead the world into such disastrous situation as we have now, that is so improbable, unless you think that all of the, the strategists in the Democratic Party have been com become total morons overnight when he was inaugurated. That's not probable. That's the one sign. And the second sign is that little word that Trump mentioned. I'll have to look into the legality of running again. In other words, running a third time. Something nobody noticed <laughs> except for me, apparently. How interesting that is. Now you think about it. Hey, go back, find that video. Maybe he, he didn't say a word. Maybe I, I didn't hear it right. Well, that's possible. I'm always willing to change my opinions on things because I keep looking for evidence. Because unceasingly questioning instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe, that is part of the path of Socrates, the path that I've been on all my life. And I hope you continue to accompany me on precisely that path. I wish you well wherever you are. And bye for now.